0: Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and guys, we have so much to talk about. Last night on The Bachelor, we said farewell to Crystal once and for all. Well, at least until the Woman Tell All, but we'll enjoy the break while it lasts. We also got to see a little bit more of Becca, a little bit more of Lauren B, and then some awesome moments from Kendall. And I am joined by Michelle Burnett to discuss it all, so stay tuned, it should be a good one. Hi everyone! Okay, again I am so excited. We are here again with Michelle Burnett. I am thrilled that she volunteered to do this again. Quick side note about me and my life for a second. My sister Amy was supposed to be the guest on the podcast this week. And she, to, yesterday was her due date with her baby. And we like never thought that she'd actually give birth on her due date. Because like, who does that? And even her doctor was like, yeah, you got like another week. And she like went into labor and had a baby early this morning but she went into labor yesterday anyway so needless to say she can't be on the podcast but we have something equally as lovely and funny and great as amy (laughs) because it's not a contest we only bring premium content here (laughs) michelle came to join us again and i'm so excited hi michelle Hi,
1: and I have to say, this is awful, but I was, like, kind of hoping your sister would go into labor.
0: Okay, <laughs> so I mean, I'm like, I want to do it again. Honestly, for her sake, we were all hoping. She's, like, living uh, really in Chicago. Though. It's, like, negative degrees outside. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Like, she can't, like, go outside and walk it out. And no. the baby turned out so cute and is also kind of, like, the twin of my daughter, which I mean, I like, saw... who who would have thought? Two cousins looking alike but <laughs> seriously it's like it's, it's freaking all of us out and I'm gonna go to Chicago this weekend to see them um, oh! oh that's so fun I know I'm so excited but Piper's not gonna come so that's gonna be kind of scary okay. for me I've only left her one time before and that was with Alex or like I left me and Alex went somewhere and then we left her with her grandparents but Ooh. now I'm like leaving Alex and Piper <laughs> to fend for themselves for the weekend <laughs> I know he's like a grown man with like a master's degree and also like her father, but like I am like a little concerned.
1: Uh well you have to keep us posted on how that goes.
0: Of course, one hundred percent. So before we begin, if you follow me on my personal Instagram, I dropped a bomb this week. That the the season of the spa the season of The Bachelor was spoiled for me. So let's just address the elephant in the, of, in the room. I'm not going to talk about the spoiler on the podcast, and I'm going to make all my predictions as like impartial as I possibly can. Like last night, as I was watching it, I have to admit I and I know you, Michelle, like you don't want any spoilers and you don't want to even like know about anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't Correct. want to talk about anything on the podcast either because although the cool listener Kenzie that was that sent it to me. Um, she totally meant well. It's just like, I don't know. I always avoid spoilers so much. But always by like the end of it, I always end up accidentally like getting spoiled anyway because I love to read comments and you can't have like one without the other. Um, but so I'm going to be like as impartial as I can with my predictions. And I am kind of glad that I know the spoiler now because I was able to watch the show last night like through new eyes kind of. But... I just have to be, like, 100% transparent and say, like, I know what's going to happen. And, um, but I'm not going to let that affect my journalistic integrity one bit.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. I really, there's two camps of people. There's, a, my, like, my sisters are people who love to read Reality Steve, and they love to know what's going on. And it kind of kind of gives them a sense of, like... I don't know. I know all of this and I know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. I think it kind of get, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but there are some people that I feel like it gives them a sense of like, almost superiority. Uh, not like I'm better than this show, yeah. but yeah, like, yeah, like it's a superiority thing. Like I know what's going to happen. And for me, like I don't watch for the game part of it. I just, I love the people watching. I love to just let it wash over me. Mm-hmm. I love to just let it come as it's going to come. I'm yeah. the same thing with Christmas presents and birthday presents. Like don't ruin the surprise for me. Yeah. So I, I, I feel for you because that's that's really hard when you enjoy the discovery of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, I love like the surprise and all that. And I do like Reality Steve, but I just go back and I read it once the season is over. Mm-hmm. Um, except for last Bachelor in Paradise because all that crazy stuff that was happening. And also Bachelor in Paradise, like it doesn't matter if you get spoiled for it, you know. Like right. it's it's very apparent early on if like there's actually going to be real real like relationships or whatever but anyway I just wanted to come out and say that I'm going to be as impartial as I possibly can be and um if you go back and look at my predictions later like after we find out who wins hopefully my predictions will reflect that um so the show begins and we are in Paris which I haven't I've only watched this show for a couple seasons but I just can't believe that we haven't had like a Paris trip yet He's okay,
1: like, here's what I think is so funny about this whole thing. So in other seasons, and actually, like, Caitlin Bristow, who was on, oh, one guy's season. Chris, thank you. So on Chris's season. Like, those girls, I follow them on Twitter, and they're all kind of like, hey, what the heck? Like, you went to Paris, and then next they're going to Rome? Like, mm-hmm. what is this? And in my mind, I just think it goes back to Ari being super dull.
0: Yeah, you have to spice it up.
1: Other Yeah, other bachelors are able to to have romantic experiences no matter where they're at, Mm -hmm. and Ari needs a lot of help. So they're literally going to the most romantic places in the world. Yes, which so Dan and me, my husband and I, uh, we went to Paris last year, and honestly, like it was. I mean, spoiler alert: super romantic, like just stunning memories that we have of the the Eiffel Tower, and I just kept thinking of like how special, like there's something really bonding and special about them having done that together. So the show did a good job kind of pushing them in the right direction for some romantic locations.
0: Yeah. And I totally agree with the theory that he's just kind of boring. So they have to really amp it up. Yeah. And so there's a couple things I want to talk about with the announcement that they're going to Paris. One thing that we're missing this season is the, we are going, or like the, we're going to Paris announcements from Chris Harrison, like I feel like there's been a lack of Chris Harrison in general. And a quick side note: when I was taking my notes, I said, "What do you think about the lack of Chris?" That's what I meant to say, but my autocorrect meant change it to Christ. So, what do you oh. think of the lack of Christ on the season of the Bachelor? <laughs> I mean,
1: not totally wrong, though. Yeah,
0: not totally wrong. Like, I'm sure like, that's another like hour long discussion, but we only have 45 minutes. Um, but so have you like noticed a lack of Chris? in like the last couple seasons like I feel like his screen time has been significantly shortened
1: that's super interesting I've never thought about it but he did do an appearance on I think it was the I don't get it podcast with Ashley E. Kennedy and Ben Higgins mm-hmm. and they, they interviewed him and he seemed I mean he seemed to be just as involved but he's also I think doing a number of other shows yeah he's like and- he wants
0: to be a millionaire man
1: yeah, like I think he's got a lot of other work going on. So he, I, I didn't notice that. You're, I think you're very astute to have noticed that he's kind yeah, of yeah. Not... I'm
0: like so astute. You are. If, if there's like one word to describe me, it's like astute <laughs> <laughs> and knowledgeable, and in the know. Um, just like Crystal, who we will definitely talk about her mm, later. Yes, but she mm, always mm. is trying to show us all like how self aware she is. By, yes. Um, then and in so doing, uh, showing us her lack of awareness. Yeah. Um so the other thing I have to talk about with the Paris announcement is so they call Paris romantic and they say Paris is the perfect place to fall in love. But in comparison to last week when they said the same thing about Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> does it does it hold the same weight? Like are we supposed to have as much trust in Ari or like Becca K or whatever when they say Paris is a great place to fall in love. When they literally just said the same thing about a bowling alley in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Again,
1: so astute. I'm very impressed. I my thought on it is that there's probably some producer who's like, "Do you think this is a good place to fall yeah. in love?" And then so they say, say, "Yes,
0: it. say it for us." This we, is a yeah, I'm not exactly. Let you go <laughs> until you say, "This is a great place to fall in love." Gosh dang it.
1: Like, we need an excuse to be excited about going to Paris, though. Like, the majority of places yeah. they go, you're going to need a little pumping it up to make it seem exciting. But Paris, like, objectively awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. And to bring up, like, a point that you brought up earlier, yeah, normally, like, the travel kind of sucks until, like, the final five, final six. Mm-hmm. Um, but this season, like, they, like, went to Paris, like, super – I feel like they went international, like, fairly early, like, because mm-hmm. Ashley Iconetti, when she was on her two on one and she went home, she was like in North Dakota or something, or South Dakota. She was in like the exactly. Badlands. Exactly. Yeah. And, well, I mean, I guess Olivia Curdy was in, where were they? Bahamas, somewhere? Pig Island.
1: Oh, yeah. They've done, I mean, they do like one or two decent ones, but I think, especially with Chris Souls, it was all about like, he lives in the middle of nowhere. And, yeah. So let's go to the middle of nowhere.
0: Aye, yeah. So they lucked out with the boringest bachelor of all time because they got really good. Yes, locations. So, it starts off and Lauren is the first person to get a two on one. And what is your overall impression of the day portion of the date between Lauren and Ari?
1: Of the two on one?
0: Oh, on the one on one.
1: The one on one. Oh, so okay. So <laughs> clearly they were making it like all she says is "Wow."
0: I don't think it was as awkward as as they showed it was. I like totally I just can't agree. fathom no it being that awkward and him just not even sending her home i mean like she's drop dead beautiful like she is like one of the prettiest girls on there like if you close your eyes and like try to like formulate a like beautiful bachelor contestant like if someone asked me what a bachelor contestant is gonna look like on season 26 like four years from now i would like draw a picture of lauren
1: Oh, totally. No,
0: she is. She's gorgeous. I look at
1: her and I'm, like, in awe of, like, oh, her hair is perfect. Her face is perfect. Her eyebrows are perfect.
0: But there's no way that even Ari, the boringest of the boring, would keep (laughs) her if all she could say is, wow. great." And, I mean, and I sympathize a little bit, too, because, like, I've been on, like, those awkward dates where I'm either nervous or I'm just, like, super not feeling it. And, like, that's kind of all you could say as well. But I don't think it was a bad date. And I don't think that the night portion would have gone the same way, the way that it did. If the day portion was like that, painfully awkward,
1: right? Because the only other conclusion that you can draw is that all Ari cares about, it's and sex. and I, I hope people, yeah, I was going to use the term "boinkability," which I'm going to coin right now. <laughs> um, I trademark Michelle Burnett, yes. <laughs> 2018. Her, she has a very high blankability factor, and and like I, it, that's the only other thing you can think of is that he's like so dazzled by her yeah beauty but I also think I mean obviously when they had the conversation and they like they talked about it a little more it it came out like she's she is a really interesting like lovely person Mm -hmm. and in that conversation it also made me feel like again if like most most guys I've been out with made me feel comfortable after a while like if we're if we're sort of friendly if you have normal conversation skills it's not awkward after like a few minutes And so I still kind of put this on Ari. Like if he could get her to relax a little bit, then we might've seen a little bit more. But
0: But I honestly put it on the production. Yeah. Because I just cannot imagine it being as bad as they are leading us to believe. Yeah. But so the day portion, I did think it was really funny how, I mean, this whole season, I've never been sold on the idea of going to Scottsdale. There's never (laughs) been once where like, I remember even in Ben Higgins' season, like, where they went to his, like, little town in Indiana, I was kind of thinking, like, this is kind of, like, old town cutesy, like, they have, like, the county fair and, like, all this, like, fun stuff, and they, like, lived on, like, a little lake or pond or something, and I thought it sounded, like, so cute, but, like, nothing he's, Ari has ever said about Scottsdale has made me want to go there, and (laughs) at, like, one point when they were walking around, they saw, like, wheels of cheese, and he's like, oh, they have that in Scottsdale, and she goes, <laughs> wow, that's so cool. And I'm like, Ari, you are not going to be hired by the Scottsdale Tourism Board, as they were hoping. They were hoping that this was going to be a big tourism push for them, but it's just not.
1: No, I, I agree, but I also think that's, that that sentence right there, like, they have these in Scottsdale.
0: Yeah, like, I, they I, also have that, the... Smith's down the road like my right. neighborhood grocer
1: right I just think he d- I don't know why but he just doesn't seem to have that many interesting engaging intelligent things to say at least
0: caught on camera like they're weird? all maybe he's nervous which honestly I I can understand being nervous but maybe not this late into the game but I've watched some interviews of him and he's really like engaging and funny and has like really good like one-liners that we just, like, don't see on the show. Not saying that I'm Team Ari, but, like, there's, like, kind of... I don't know, he's, like, he comes off a lot more charming when he's not on The Bachelor. It's weird.
1: It's, yeah, it's completely possible that it just falls flat on screen and then they edit it out to, you know, so we don't hear much of the other stuff. But we have heard almost nothing of substance come from him.
0: Oh, 100%. I'm just saying that he is capable of it, and Mm. I am confused as to why he has not brought in (laughs) any of that to the show. Um so it's the time for it's time for the um dinner date portion of the date and first of all my daughter was crying through like the whole um like this whole date and I got none of it. So I really didn't know how the rest of their date ended up. Like I saw that she got a rose, but I was mm-hmm. like I I hope that like things like went better. And then I was yeah. like, looking at Twitter and Twitter was like, wow, they really opened up. And I was like, okay, like, what did they talk about? You know, like, because opening up on the show either means like you revealed like the lof- the death of like a loved one or like you've been cheated on before. And I got to hand it to them. Both of them opened up. Yes. And I'm not saying they... that in order to open up, you have to like spill like your deep, dark secrets, but... We actually saw complex things come out of both their mouths, which is something that I was shocked that they were capable of. And I don't know. It was both of the things that they were saying were, like, really compelling and showed kind of a connection.
1: Yeah, I was double impressed that Ari was like, you seem... Nervous. You seem mm-hmm. like closed off. You seem like. Tell me more about that. Why do you and have she stress had a issues? Great like he was
0: answered, like to back it up instead of just. Yes. oh, I'm just afraid to get vulnerable. I have these right. walls up. Like because I mean everyone on the show says that. Like I have these walls up, and it's just hard for me to get vulnerable on this. Sh- like on this experience. But she pinpointed this is what I've gone through in my life, and I mean no, not that. She- Maybe she has and she just didn't say it, but, like, it didn't sound like anything super tragic, but it just sounded like experiences that built up in her life that lead her to, like, kind of have some trust issues. And then being in the experience where you're into somebody, but they're also dating, like, seven other girls in front of you. Like, it all, it all makes sense.
1: Yes. Yes. And that he gave, he was gracious enough to, like, be patient for her and listen. Like... That conversation should have happened probably first one to three episodes. Yeah, but we are far enough in that in most cases they would have to send her home because she hasn't opened up and he has relationships with the other women. But Maybe then that he goes
0: doesn't. back to her bonability.
1: Exactly, her bonkability, if <laughs> you will.
0: I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I took your great phrase and I just perverted it.
1: I will also accept bonability, though. I will. This is a family um,
0: podcast. <laughs> So, sorry, sorry to all the families. Listening I was out. the one who went out and said bone abilities. So. <laughs> I'm just gonna bleep it. Get okay. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. I love <laughs> it. Yeah, that would be the ability. Would be great. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, and then Ari revealed some like pretty like deep stuff about himself and like things that he's gone through as well. Yes. And I never watched Emily Maynard's season, but I did a little bit of research, and he never talked about it on that show. And. First of all, I just want to like commend him for actually talking about miscarriage and that kind of stuff on TV because that's not really something that's talked about that often, especially kind of from the male perspective. Yeah. Like I feel like I don't know, sometimes like I mean, miscarriage is stigmatized a little bit. It's getting better, but like as a man talking about like miscarriage, there's kind of a lot of um a lot of people kind of take some issue with that either they're this is like embarrassing for a man to talk about or why is this man talking about this? It's like, didn't really affect him. And I feel like Ari spoke about it in like such a good way. Cause like, of course it affected him. And then other bad things happened in his relationship, like shortly after, maybe because maybe not because of it, but like, I don't know. Ari really kind of won me over with that talk by showing, and I'm sorry, but like how vulnerable he can really be and like how much of like a real person he actually is.
1: That's so true. I think him saying that she was, he said she's pregnant with my child. Mm -hmm. Like suddenly it was like, whoa, like you had a life, you had relationships. You were deep in with this woman.
0: Like you thought that you were going to have a child.
1: Yes. And then he was, he was working a lot and then couldn't get out away as much as he wanted to, but he got away a little bit to be in that relationship. And then it still wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And, and it kind of sideswiped him. Like it's totally relatable to think that there's this whole imagined life that he was that he had in front of him. Yeah. Like, okay, like there's a couple and then there's this baby and like this is gonna be my life now and having it like pulled pulled out from underneath
0: him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, I was I was listening to this like commentary on last night's episode. It was like a different podcast. And I normally like really enjoy this I'm not gonna name it by name. But I like normally really enjoy this podcast, but they were kinda ripping Ari apart for like being affected by this miscarriage, like how dare you take this woman's like struggle. Like, and like he thought that he was going to have a baby and then it didn't happen.
1: So I actually think that's, that's a double offensive because why can't he, he should, men are not uh, held enough accountable for being a part of that situation. And we've been hoping to push men towards taking that responsibility Mm -hmm. and there he was taking responsibility for it and emotional responsibility for it it's a part of his story and that's any that's actually really rude in my opinion to think that he doesn't get to talk about it at all yeah
0: and they're like it wasn't fair to the woman and like mm, maybe like it was like a little private for her but also it was it was 50% his kid too so i don't know that was a tangent and i hope everyone is still with me <laughs> but <laughs> that kind of stuff just i don't know kind of weighs weighs heavy on my mind anyway Lauren gets the rose. They were kind of amping it up like she wasn't going to get the rose, but I was never fooled. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, what did you say earlier?
1: A blank ability?
0: No, no, oh. the, the nice word about me. But if you want to talk about my blank Oh, astute. So that, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're
0: very astute. I'm very astute. Um, I never believed for a second that he was going to send her home. Um, so, the two-on-one date card, like it's a time for the two-on-one date card to arrive and it's kind of funny i think the only self-aware moment that crystal has had on this whole season was the fact that she just knew that she was going on the two-on-one before Mm -hmm. like her name was even left out of the group date she just knew that like it was just a question of like who was going with her and she's like i've been preparing for the two-on-one how one prepares for the two-on-one i have no idea (laughs) or maybe in her case it was like trying to like gather up dirt about kendall which I think, it's a, in the butt later, but.
1: I think it's a game plan. I think she needs to go in knowing where her guard needs to be up and where her defenses are. And I think she was like, okay, who am I up against? Yeah. Like, how am I going to play this?
0: But in and her th- mind, she was the winner. In her mind, they're engaged and everyone else there is just like a distraction.
1: I think she, I think there was a crack. I think she knew that there might've been an issue, but I think she thought she could manipulate her way out of it. Yeah.
0: And so, in this moment, when the date card comes, we see, I think I, like, completely glazed past the group date, but we'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Um, it was very easy to glaze past it. In this moment, we see Crystal go from, like, a slightly delusional person to a straight-up Disney villain. Yes. She is so nasty. She... She reads off the card, and she reads it in, like, kind of, like, super, like, condescending way to the person who gets called, which is Kendall. And then she goes in her ITM, and she's, like, she was going to bleep her pants. Look at her shaking. Look at her shaking. She's so nervous. She should be so nervous. And then, and, like, when Kendall was really nervous about it visibly, honestly, as she should be, she doesn't really know Like, of course, she knows that Crystal is crazy, but, like, Kendall has reason to be nervous going into the date. And then Crystal's like, well, it is what it is. Like, just being so rude and nasty and stuff, like, to Kendall. So she turned into a straight-up Disney villain and removed, like, any, like, thing resembling sympathy that I'll ever have for her, Mm -hmm. probably. So, let's talk about the group date first. Um... Wait, actually, first I want to tell you a fun fact about Kendall before I forget it. Kendall,
1: okay,
0: has a twin sister named Kylie.
1: Wow, that's a good tip. And they that's were like a good. And they were
0: they were born obviously before the Jenners were famous. So there's mm-hmm. a Kendall and Kylie twin duo, and they're identical twins.
1: And they didn't but, even pull the other twins thing, or the Iconetti sisters, like.
0: Yeah, they really game. should have. Uh, I mean, maybe it's coming.
1: Maybe other, we haven't
0: seen it. The other twin uh, probably had something romantic going on because I can't see them passing up the opportunity. But mm-hmm. also, another Kardashian connection is Kendall is like a staging producer on the Kardashians.
1: No, so she really? goes
0: into the houses for like the reunion special and like other stuff. And then she does a bunch of work for like TLC shows and everything, and kind of like stages their house wow so she has a twin sister named kylie her name is kendall and she works on the kardashian show beautiful i I just think that that's something that everyone needs to keep in mind um (laughs) for what reason i don't know so it's group date time and i really don't have anything to say about the group date except for nothing horrifies me more like me putting myself in their shoes like, this, was, this would be my date from hell, I think.
1: Really? Okay. Like, I mean, but-
0: being at the Moulin Rouge, awesome. The experience of it, awesome. Having to dance around in a thong when I don't really want to, not awesome. Yes. The okay. idea of winning the date so then I could go have more time with Ari dancing in a thong on the stage, <laughs> not awesome.
1: I will say I was immediately dazzled. Like, If you know anything, if anyone knows anything about me, like, my spirit animal is Mariah Carey. Like, I, like, the glitter and the gold just was, like, so dazzling to me. And the huge feathers and the ridiculousness of it all, like, I was, like. It would be cool to be
0: an audience member.
1: Oh, well, and I would want, I would honestly want to wear it. That, my first thought was, like, oh, this is amazing. And then I realized just how naked they were. Yeah. And never in my life, like, not even probably walking around my house, do I ever want my butt cheeks hanging out. Never. And. Not only that, but you're dancing for a man competing Mm -hmm. with other women.
0: It shows them learning this choreography. But then when (laughs) it comes time for them to show it to Ari, they just kind of like strut out. Yeah. And then like they'll do like a twirl. And then Ari just has this arsenal of responses. Nice. Looks good. (laughs) Wow. Amazing. (laughs) looking so good no and I went from being
1: so excited to like horrified like exactly like you were saying because when I noticed they were just wearing thongs and their butts were just hanging out I was like I would die I would die
0: and like and I was trying to think I was like maybe if I was like skinny and cute like Becca or Tia or something like maybe I wouldn't enjoy that but like Tia wasn't feeling it either like she did not want to really even do it I don't know. And then when they say, like, the prize is to, and I'm not a, I'm not really a shy person. I don't mind, like, speaking in church. I don't mind, like, speaking in front of crowds. That aspect of the date doesn't really horrify me. It doesn't seem like that much of a prize, in my opinion. But it doesn't really, like, horrify me. But being in the thong while also wearing, like, 70 pounds of, like, crystals, that does horrify me. I agree. Because I'm also uncoordinated. I I would...
1: I grew up as a dancer and I still feel it it actually wouldn't be even like the full crowd seeing me in a thong. It's the dude that I'm trying to get with.
0: Oh, 100%. Judging
1: me in the thong. Like if he was standing next to me, he can't see my thong. Mm -hmm. Sure, whatever. But like, I do not need that dude evaluating my butt.
0: I don't. I'm sorry. I, I definitely, I feel that. So they have their Moulin Rouge thing and then they go to the nighttime portion And he picks Tia first. They have a nice little moment. And I kind of forgot that Tia, and I didn't address this on the podcast last week, I kind of forgot that Tia was the person who said that she was, like, falling in love with him. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just, like, in the edit, but I, I haven't seen that much to, like, back that up. Like, they have, like, a fine enough connection, but I would definitely not put her as, like, my choice for number one.
1: Here's my theory. You want to hear my theory? Yes. Um, because she's friends with Raven, she's she knows the game. Yes, yeah, she right? knows exactly what to say. And, and I'm not thinking it. she's – I don't think she's calculating at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's being disingenuous. I think she really is falling for him. But where you or I might think, gosh, I'm really into this guy, but I wouldn't say it, she knows she has to say it oh, because yeah. that's how you get ahead in this game. Mm-hmm. And so I think she totally means it. I don't think she's lying, but I just think – She's seen this. She's heard from Raven. She's like, she knows the ins and outs of this and she knew she had to get it in.
0: And she knows she's going to be the bachelorette. (laughs) I don't know if she knows that at this point. I think it's still a wide open. She's probably very hopeful that she'll end up with Ari. Yes. Yes. But I don't think that's going to happen for her. Uh, No. 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 I think that her destiny is to be our bachelorette. If not, then at least she'll be in this franchise for a while. That's, Yes, that's the moral of this whole thing. She'll yeah, she's around for a little bit, yeah, um, and then we get some one on one time with Becca with short-haired Becca. They have a nice uh little date. I kind of like it when these like beautiful women break the fourth wall a little bit and admit that they're not used to feeling jealous in their day to day life. Mm-hmm. like like I mean, who is Becca really jealous of like in her day to day to day life, right? And right. she's talking to Ari, and she's like, I've been feeling this feeling, and I don't know what it is. And I realize, like, I'm just jealous, and that's not a feeling I'm used to. I'm like, okay. Like, I wish I could relate <laughs> to it, but also I appreciate, like, your realness.
1: Okay, and I have to say, as soon as she started opening up about her feelings, I turned to my husband, and I was like, she's getting the rose. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, my number one thought for that goes back to boinkability. He oh, has yeah. been so into her. And he's and the fact. Oh yeah, and I think the fact that she was vulnerable and she opened up even just a little bit, like I, I, re- I think Tia could have like done Spooked a song in. and dance, and yeah. he still was like, boinkability, this one over here, and not that she, I mean that that is not a disrespectful and in, disrespectfully intended comment at all. I just mm-hmm. mean he was he's very into her, and it's clear. And so as soon as she opened up, I was like, oh, that's done, and like, I
0: think he. The more she opens up, the more he can kind of justify keeping her around longer. Yes. I think he knows that there's no way that he's going to pick her at the end of it. I think he wishes he could. Oh, Just, yeah. Just, again, think- again, like, Nick and Corinne, I still yeah. say that Nick and Corinne would still be together. They'd have a dysfunctional relationship. They'd be on Celebrity. Um, it would be Heidi and Spencer. Yeah, it'd be Heidi and Spencer. It would be, like, they would go on, like, Celebrity Marriage Boot Camp all the time. Like, it would mm-hmm. be a very public relationship. But I think at the end of the day, like, they would be happy together. And I think, obviously, in real life, Ari would definitely bore Becca to tears. Like, if she just, like, met him at a bar one night or something. But I don't know. And I do think that she's genuinely into him. But I will say that I could imagine in this experience and in this journey, when you're locked in a house with girls and the only thing that you really talk about is Ari and you have no phone, you have no TV, you have no books... You have people talking to you about RE all the time like I think anybody would kind of fall in love with whoever was in front of them
1: 100%. I've actually something that's I've been having some like theoretical conversations or like I don't I don't know what the type of conversations they are but but more about people were making like sweeping judgmental comments about Mm -hmm. The Bachelor and for me I think I mentioned this before maybe but to me it's a lot about the people watching and it's also about how America interprets it and even your comment before about the the men's side of miscarriage like the other people's commentary on it to me shows so much about what we believe as Americans and what people are willing to say and think based on what's happening on TV and I feel like um oh my gosh I totally lost my train of thought I was just talking about what were you saying before?
0: I was just talking about Becca, about
1: how I'm so terrible. No, no, he's
0: um, really
1: fine. Anyway, but more so that um, I'm sorry. What you were saying about them being stuck in the house and all they all they can think about is him, and also how they relate to the other women. And how they're like, how they compete with the other women and like, it's all focused on this guy. Mm -hmm. So even if you're totally right outside of the world, out of this world, it it might not be that interesting to them. But this is all they can think about. And so I think like you have to think about everyone's actions through that lens. And I think it's completely unfair to make sweeping generalizations about women and not take into consideration their crazy circumstances. Also Mm. the edit that they're getting through the program and also what the producers are poking them for. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. So so, I think,
0: Oh yeah, go ahead. Continue. No,
1: just, just, I think you're totally right. Like she, she probably has genuine feelings for him right now in
0: real life. Probably not. But right now I really do believe her. And again, I, I think if he had his way, he would pick her, but, he knows that that's not going to be a good look for him and probably not a good thing long term. Um, so I think that he'll settle for someone he likes just a little bit less or maybe intrigues him just a little bit less. Doesn't mean that he's not going to end up with a great girl and have the possibility to have a great life. But I'm saying if age wasn't a thing, he'd probably pick Becca M. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So she gets the rose, they go dance. Blonde Becca, beautiful. Like in the when she put on her little wig for the Moulin Rouge dance. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. Yes. Um, And, yeah, quick side note, what is your opinion on the missing Becca situation?
1: Okay, so it's hard to say because Becca in real life has a really good sense of humor. (laughs) And so she's posted some funny things. From what I gather, and I haven't looked too much into it, it seems as though she went on The Bachelor and her mom forgot And declared her a missing person.
0: Well, the weird thing... I kind of feel like her mom is in the wrong leg in this whole situation. So, The Bachelor filmed from, like, September to early, early November. Mm -hmm. And, like, early November is, like, when the final two are there. So, going off the assumption that she doesn't make it to the final two. Which I don't believe she does. She... She would already be home by the time... So, in the missing persons report that the mom filed... She said she talked to her on the 8th. She's calling on the 12th. She hadn't talked to her for like four days. And she claimed she was at like a marijuana farm or something. So I think like Becca is like kind of trying to like pull it off in the press that she was off filming The Bachelor. But that's just like not true. Hmm. I don't know. The whole thing is so weird. But the fact that the mom knew where Becca was after, like shortly after, um, because they had a picture together. Hmm. like, and she didn't think to call the police and like stop the missing person's report. That's like a little, <laughs> that's a little, uh, troubling.
1: Yeah. The only you other find thing missing
0: person, you're supposed to be like, Hey, by the <laughs> you way, can take him off that list. You, yeah. You, you don't have to keep an eye out anymore.
1: The only other thing I'll say is, and I know there's age difference and whatever, but that photo that went out is like, I don't know. It's it's a totally normal looking girl and then the girl on The Bachelor is this stunning creature.
0: Well that and... picture that went out, that was her when she was fifteen.
1: Okay, yeah. So I
0: know there's an age difference, yeah. but it
1: and I know that I am in my thirties, but it makes me feel like at any day now mm-hmm. <laughs> I could just like become a glorious goddess if I just try hard enough.
0: Yes, your um short hair phase is eminent. It's going to happen any day. Oh. It, was, it kind of reminded me, I don't know why, but like whenever I watch these shows, I always think that the girls are so much older than me, but really like that's not the case. No. Maybe just because I've been watching reality TV for so much of my life, a vast majority of my life. Like I've been watching Top Model ever since I was like in third grade. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, all these girls were always so much older, but like me and Becca are the same age. We're like, we're both 23. Like we both like graduated high school like the same year. And when I saw that little picture of her with, like, the feather earrings, I was, like, those were so popular when we were in high school. Like, this picture was definitely taken as, like, her permit photo. I probably, like, owned the same, like, feather earrings when both of our permit photos, like, were taken. So I will give her credit for the weird picture. But Oh, yeah. No,
1: it's actually really cute. It's cuter than any photo I think I've ever taken for any legal purpose. (laughs) But the glow up is real. yes yeah
0: the glow up is way real yeah so let's talk about crystal and kendall's date yes crystal is very prepared kendall is nervous but she believes that she will probably win because crystal is a crazy person ari for some reason seems confused as to who he's going to keep so let's just kind of hit like the main topics of it so they're at like this chateau in france and of course they just go through a tour. Look at that painting. Look at that painting. Oh my
1: gosh. And he's like, This is from the eighteen hundreds and they're Look like at, wow. at one
0: point there was like a picture of like a like a little like cherub or something playing like some kind of like mandolin or some kind of instrument. And he goes, Wow, ukulele, cool.
1: I know, and then you get Kendall's actually funny comment where she's like, yeah, jamming on that, whatever. Yeah. Like, she, to me, has so much personality, and she's fun, and she's trying to bring something fresh and new, and the mm-hmm. other two weren't cutting it for me.
0: Yeah, not at all. So let's just, like, kind of glance over the So Ari pulls Crystal aside first, and they Crystal and him talk about their fight the week before, And Ari reiterates why he was upset. Crystal's like, Can't we just apologize and like move past this? And Ari you can tell that he's like, I have nothing to apologize for, like you're the crazy one. He didn't say that out loud, but like you can tell that's kinda like what he was thinking. So when like that route's not really working for her, she pivots and then she starts talking crap about Kendall, which any experienced bachelor listener knows, the kiss of death is to talk about somebody else. Like when you have your one on one time.
1: Yes, but I will say she pivoted and she she explained it in such a way that it was almost sneaky. It was yeah. almost like you didn't quite know the train had hit you, but it hit you. And I wasn't – up like, even in the way that Ari handled it for most of that time, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, he bought into that. And yeah. he, like, is not savvy enough. He's being totally manipulated by her.
0: If there weren't so many in-the-moment interviews of – crystal saying i've got this in the bag i won this kendall sucks la 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 la. i would have maybe bought for a second that crystal was going to be the one staying but Mm. you know when they start playing all those like overconfident clips they're going home um
1: (laughs) this is what i'm saying you're so astute
0: (laughs) or i just have too much time on my hands and i care a little bit too much about the bachelor (laughs) That's also probably it. That's like that's in the thesaurus. Like you look up a stew and that's probably right underneath it is like oh, a little bit too much time on their hands. <laughs> Another word for someone who needs real hobbies. Um So then Ari and Kendall talk. Ari talks to, to Kendall and is like, Oh well, Crystal just brought up this concern about you. Kendall takes it so well. This was one of the best moments of The Bachelor that I've ever seen. I am such a Kendall fan. I was a Kendall fan before this, and I'm a Kendall worshiper after. Yes. In this situation, it is literally designed to be woman against woman, two polarizing people in the house, and they're waiting for a catfight. That's why there's that time where they both go back after they have their little one-on-one time where they're waiting for Ari, and this is the catfight time. And they give us the cat fight music, you know? Mm-hmm. Crystal goes first, says something bad about Kendall, and then Kendall's supposed to come back and say, I know that you just talk crap about me. La, 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 la. And then Kendall flips it, and she gives us one of the best moments of the show. I wish I had, like, the transcript in front of me, but, I mean, if you're watching, or if you're listening to this podcast, you know what she said. It was just the, um, you... When you do something like that to get ahead, you don't get ahead. Or even if you do, you still hurt a person. And I think that you're doing this because you are hurt. Let's figure out why you're hurt. And then, like, move forward.
1: And what I what I absolutely loved about it is mm-hmm. that it didn't come across as she was trying to attack yeah. or blame. It wasn't, but she like, tailored for in. No. It, she, like, scooted super close, and she put her hand on her, and mm-hmm. she was like... I have dated someone just like you. I know what you're going through. We are similar people. Like she tried to find common ground. Like, yeah. I get you. Like you don't have to do this. I see what you're doing. It seems like it sucks. Like come join us happy people mm-hmm. over here.
0: And I just, I'm such really a fan. It's really a moment. I think that, I think Kendall herself would have appreciated like if it was off camera. Like I think Kendall would have done it if it was off camera. You know, like, I don't think that Kendall was doing it for her own, like, brownie points. I don't think she was doing it to look good. I don't think she was doing it so we would all, like, say these positive things about her like we are now. I genuinely think that, like, these were real statements. You're clearly hurting. You need to not hurt other people in the process. Well, I think that's also... You need to also... go figure yourself out
1: harkens back to they were confused or they were like casting doubt as to whether or not she was able to like capable of love she's lived like she's dated someone who's done this to her and Mm -hmm. like for me personally I have dated someone who's kind of similar in that way and it took me years to to like unravel it and make sense of it and and then make it powerful and make it something that I can use and look for in Mm -hmm. other people like years so the fact that she is so wise and she's not like Automatic. A lot of people would automatically react to, oh, shoot, I've had this before. This really bothers me. Like, it's a trigger for me. I don't like it. Instead of that, she's like, look, I've thought about this. I see. Like, I see you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you don't have to be this way. It just – I'm so impressed with her. Yeah.
0: I. It was awesome. And then Crystal at the end says, I have no words. <laughs> Which I think and, is true. Yes. <laughs> but I think that that's why Ari – didn't know what decision he was going to make you know like when ari comes back and that's Mm -hmm. normally when he would send somebody home and then the winner would go to a dinner with him this is when he was like i don't know who i'm gonna choose let's go meet up later i think that Mm -hmm. was to give crystal the opportunity to go talk to a producer formulate her response and then give us that big drama
1: my um, thought on it was oh, no. that, it, sorry, no, I, no. I also have a theory here, just that um, Crystal is the best drama that's happened for the season. Oh, 100%. Like, this, this season would not have happened without Crystal. So as much as people are like, oh, she needs to go, like, she's been super interesting and really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thought is that they were like, look, we don't have that much else here. Like, leave her on camera as long as possible. Yeah. Let this brew as long as possible. Yeah, Ari, how about you go think about it? Yeah, like, I know you know what's going to happen. Like, I bet he smelled the crazy, but he was like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, they won't let me pick. So I I'm think he gonna... wanted
0: to get her out of there, like, the week before in Fort Lauderdale. I don't think yeah. he wanted any part of her after that. Totally. Maybe he wanted some part of her, but, like, not nothing that had to do with her brain. Um, right, and blinkability. Yeah, the blinkability. It always comes back to the blinkability. Um, so then they go to the dinner portion, and then Crystal goes, so I was thinking about what you said last night, and... It was really patronizing (laughs) and you shouldn't say those things to me. I'm a good person. La, 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 la. And then Kendall's just like, like, I think Kendall's just like over it. She's like, all right, clearly you're like, you're not going to take anything from this. Ari comes, Ari picks Kendall, Crystal doesn't have the breakdown that I expected her to have.
1: Okay. Before we move on to that, I took a page out of your book and I, Captured my favorite quote of the episode. Ooh, laid on me. Okay, and I literally like typed it out word for word. Like I listened to it again to make sure I got it right. So <clears throat> here we go. Um, and this is when he's come back down, and so he's come to, back to sit down, and they're at the table together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, she says, "Well, we were just talking about how this journey has been, and talking about the highs and the lows, and through the thick and the thin, that really, it's indescribable." Like really indescribable, but yet magical and worth it, worth all of it.
0: Mm. Oh my goodness!
1: Um, There's so many things that I love about it because it's indescribable, but it's also magical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized she did this all through like their argument or whatever. But she does this like tasty, mm, like this like sexual, mm, whatever she's like <laughs> filling in noise. Anyway, and then she's like, I'm just really glad that we were able to connect and pick up where we left off. And then she's like, oh, yeah, and Kendall's here. Oh, and Kendall and I were able to chat, too. But, like, she was, like, throwing it in her face. Like, we've connected. We have a connection. Like, remember, mm-hmm. you and me, we connected.
0: I. This brings me up something that I want to talk about with Crystal real quick. But I know that we only have, like, ten more minutes left. Crystal never brought up to the girls or it was never shown to us. But probably, actually, she never did. That she met Ari's parents, and first she played it off like, "I want to keep that part private," but then the more that we learn about her, the more that she just wants to talk about her connection that she has with Ari. Mm-hmm. I believe, and I want to know if you agree with me. Do you think that the producers purposefully made her like keep that in?
1: No, I think it was a power play.
0: But like, don't you think that she would have brought that up like to Kendall even when she was like so mad at her? Like, I've met his parents. I've la, la 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 like we have like this strong connection. I feel like she would have been throwing that around everywhere.
1: My thought is that she's smart enough to know that making people wonder and stress is powerful. I think I'm she probably. knew that they were going to figure out that she went to his house and she she probably met his family. Mm-hmm. And if all she says is our connection is really deep, like they've a number of other people have said, like even they were worried in this date, like oh, but I know that their connection is really strong. They know it's strong because they were not quite sure how to fill in the puzzle pieces from that first Mm -hmm. date. And then she talks about how strong their relationship is. Like, in my mind, I think it was a power play that she was like, if I don't tell you everything, then you're going to sit and wonder and worry about all the possibilities. And then it becomes bigger than life.
0: Maybe I just don't agree because it it gives Crystal more credit than I think she's due. (laughs) Um, But also could very possibly be right. So let's just... Ari sends her home. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the meltdown that I was expecting. She was emotional, but then she kind of... She took it in stride a little bit. Like, I think she was hurt, but she wasn't really showing how hurt she was. It was kind of like a puzzling departure for me.
1: Do you think she was actually hurt? Because I think she she, I think, her, she I think her
0: pride took a hit.
1: Like, I guess I feel a little bit like she... It wasn't about Ari at all.
0: Well, you know what she was yelling? Did you hear what she was yelling in the car on the way back um, from the bowling thing? That, like, clip uh that we didn't see on screen, but the girls were like, what you said in the uh, bus, like, really wasn't cool. She was, like, screaming at all the girls. It wasn't Peter. We were told this was going to be Peter. We're all here. Like, she was, like, bagging on Ari so hard. Like, Evil. we were all here for Peter, and then Peter's not here, and now we're with this, like, old, boring guy.
1: <laughs> Honestly, not untrue, though.
0: Not untrue. I definitely agree with her. <laughs> like, if I thought that I was going to meet Peter, and then I walk out of the limo, and it's Ari, I would um, be disappointed and confused. Rough. Um, But, so, I don't think Crystal was ever 100% Team Ari. I think she was Team I Want to Win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think she knew how to play that game. And that's why I feel like she was very composed because mm-hmm. she didn't want But but to me that also shows that she wasn't really in it. Like And and to be fair, I don't Okay, did you watch her Instagram stories last week where she talked like talked about online bullying?
0: No, I don't follow her on Instagram.
1: So I don't either. And it was another Instagrammer that I do follow like just a local like clothes blogger or something. Mm-hmm. Um, They were like, go check out her her thing. And basically, she's getting so many hate messages on her page, like really foul ones. And people, including Olivia, whatever her name is, um, reached out to her and has been like helping her. And they were like, you should just take down all the negative messages or block people. And she was like, look, I don't want people to think that online bullying isn't real. It's happening to me. Like, you don't know me. You saw what you saw on TV. Like, I want you to pay, like, I want you to be held accountable for the things that you said. I'm not going to delete it and pretend it didn't happen. And anyway, it, it did give me an ounce of respect for her. Like, that I can't imagine what she's going through now. She probably has no idea how she's come across to people. And that's probably a big wake up call for her. But anyway, this whole thing has been very, like, controlled, which is, I think, why a lot of viewers. Not completely, but partly why some people may have had an issue with her because she's not, she's not like relaxed and just letting the whole thing happen and seeing where it goes. She's been calculating the whole time. Yeah. And so she's been trying to game her whole thing. And I think that's evidenced by the fact, in my opinion, that she wasn't super upset or at least that she was so composed that she didn't let you see that she was that upset.
0: All of it was, I don't know, all of it was horrible from start to finish. And I'm glad that she's not on there, but she did make the season at the same time, so I can't be too mad. But I'm just glad that she we don't have to deal with her anymore.
1: Yes, true. Yes. Now we can get down to the real like, yeah. Now actual we can get down to the nitty
0: gritty and like find this man a wife. Yes. Um. So rest in peace, Crystal. Can't wait to talk to you, talk about you on the woman tell all episode. Ooh, um, it's gonna be good. Oh, it is going to be so good. So we only have like eight minutes left. I want to hit the Jacqueline date real quick. My impression of the Jacqueline date. Um, first of all, the first part of it I thought was so fun. Jacqueline has kind of been a sleeper for everybody. Like she's like the Adam and Matt of last season where it's like, whoa, these people are still in the top six, (laughs) but they had such a fun connection and I feel like she would have been a bigger contender if their date was earlier. I think that she's, she just came in too late in the game.
1: I totally agree. Yeah. Um, the the other thing that I want to say, so I, um, I had a friend who made a comment about how, and what seemed to me to be a semi sexist comment about how all the women on the show were so stupid. Mm -hmm. And my comment was, we don't, based on actually what you had said was that like during Nick's season, we saw so much of Nick, you don't really get to know the women that much. And in Jacqueline's one-on-one, um, we hear about how educated she is and how she has all these educational goals, and she's really like ambitious and smart and anyway, to me, it just validated like yes, like just because they don't rub it in our face doesn't mean these women aren't like high caliber high caliber like really smart mm-hmm. accomplished women anyway, off that high horse
0: no i I think that the conversation that Ari had with the um with him admitting that like he was intimidated because she was intelligent, I thought that that was. I don't know super cool of Ari I feel like that's not a conversation that we hear that much on The Bachelor or in general but it's also at the same time not really something that you want to hear as a woman like I don't (laughs) think that's something that like I think to me it's the equivalent of like mom the girls are being mean to me at school oh they're just jealous like oh I why didn't you pick me for a date earlier on oh I was intimidated because you're so smart like Mm-hmm. it's it's like you're being punished for good things that you're doing. Like, Oh, you were intimidated by me because I'm smart. Oh, you think that the girls are mean to me just because they're jealous of me? Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, right. Yeah. So it was good, but, and I'm not going to call it a cop out, but I don't think it was a satisfying answer for her. If I was, yeah. not, I wouldn't be satisfied with that. I would maybe even be left with more questions.
1: Well, and I was also, I mean, I, I think it was focused more on the fact that like, he didn't want to hold her back and he's been there before. And I appreciated that it could go either way. It could either go to the side of like, he doesn't want an ambitious woman Mm -hmm. or that he's just old and crusty and needs someone also old and crusty. Um, Which I'm hoping it's the latter just in that, like he's settled, he's got himself figured out. He doesn't want to have to jump through hoops to make the relationship work. Yeah. Whereas, but it was still a little frustrating, like that, she's this amazing accomplished aspirational woman and she's still having a hard time like make like that's getting in the way of her having a relationship which is like the nightmare we all have when we're trying to like yeah make our lives awesome
0: and again it's just such like a frustrating like okay so i'm doing the right thing here but i'm being punished somehow like that's not good yeah but so and i was kind of surprised that he gave her the rose but i don't think that she'll make it to hometowns i think totally next week yeah yeah i think well let's just tie it up so, we have the rose ceremony, and shockingly, so not shockingly, Jenna goes home. Mm-hmm. Chelsea goes home. I was surprised by that. Chelsea is not somebody that I thought would make it to Hometowns, but, like, I thought she'd be eliminated right before, but the fact that she was kept over CN. Who CN is a great girl, so smart, beautiful. And like every episode we learn more about her and it's so amazing. But there's just nothing there between her and Ari. Like we mm-hmm. haven't seen anything between them, like no connection, nothing. So I was shocked that she was kept over CN. But I do think that, or in that she, that CN was kept over her. That's what right, right. Like. But I do think that Chelsea will be another franchise lifer and I think that we'll see her on paradise.
1: I hope we get to know her a little bit better because she came out confident out the gate and I think
0: a a weird trajectory over the show. She started off as the villain and everyone was so prepared to hate her. The new Olivia, we all hate her. And then (laughs) she dialed it back and she realized that she was kind of crazy. And then the show focused so much on crystal and then they could have had an opportunity to kind of bring out like another villain in Chelsea, but then she just got sent home. It was weird.
1: Yeah. And they also, like, she played up her mom card a lot, mm-hmm. but the show itself didn't really play it up. Like, I feel like a lot of times The Bachelor or The Bachelorette will be like, and I want you to spend more time, like, I'll send you home midweek because I I don't want you to spend any more time away from your kids. They didn't yeah. do that at all. Like, Ari didn't, didn't really care. Like, he, he cared that she had a kid, but he didn't, it wasn't that same angst that a lot of the other bachelors and bachelorettes who were parents feel.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird thing, and it was a weird choice to send her home, but again, better to not waste her time mm-hmm. so we have 3 minutes left and i just want to get your predictions on top 4 and the winner
1: okay i've been thinking about this just just as a whole i i don't have good predictions you are so much better at predictions than me so i'm going to say like i think tia is going to be on the top it, like it, she's going to go to hometowns beck is going to go to hometowns he's going to meet her young friends and be embarrassed
0: yes exactly. um
1: uh And then I don't know, like maybe Jacqueline, maybe is Lauren Lauren the one that got the first date? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's probably, those are the four, honestly, that I can remember in my brain right now. So that's, and the winner is Lauren. I have no idea.
0: I'm going to say, and I'm not going to say that I agree or disagree with your things because I'm so afraid of giving something away. So I am going to say... Based off of what I'm watching on my screen. And just FYI, like with the spoiler that I know, I only know like the winner and the runner-up. I don't know who gets sent home, in what order. I don't know who goes to hometowns. I don't know who makes it to top three, anything like that. So I'm going to say Becca, short hair, will be in the hometown round. Tia will be third and then... Actually, for Hometown Round, I'm going to throw in a wild card of Jacqueline. Mm,
1: I think it'll mm -hmm. be Jacqueline
0: or Becca. I think maybe Push will come to shove next week with Becca's age. Um, Or he'll still be fine with it, and then the age thing will come out in Hometowns. So it'll be Jacqueline or Becca, and then Tia, Lauren, and Long-Hair Becca. Mm. And I've said since the beginning that I think Long-Hair Becca is going to win it. But we'll see. And with that said... Michelle, thank you so much for coming on today. I want to give you a second to tell everybody where to find you online um, and where they can go read your funny tweets and listen to your beautiful singing voice on Instagram. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I have this uh,
1: burgeoning—what's—I don't—I've never used that word in my life. Um, I've Let got this go up. It. It. Sure, um, this new uh, Instagram account where I'm singing stuff. It's really cool. I'm, mm-hmm. um, it's at the Michelle B check it out um, or you can follow just me on the regular which is Michelle Q Burnett and then if you are on Twitter follow me at Ricky Martin
0: alright and guys I know she has said her handles but I can't stress it enough you need to go follow all those things <laughs> oh, it you. needs to happen her tweets are so funny her singing Instagram oh so good her Insta- she's been Instagram storing the Bachelor stuff too did you do it this week I didn't.
1: I was just thinking about that. I'm
0: going to hang up, edit this podcast, and then go do my batch chat because I didn't do it last night either. Okay, I'll follow follow after you. Thank you so much. Um, I really (laughs) just need to be like the number one, like the first. I understand. I no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, everyone, please go follow her. And then also, thank you so much for listening today. I had so much fun, and I can't wait to chat with you next week. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram. It's at I Just Want to Chat Podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review on this podcast on Apple iTunes. Every time you do, it helps like climb. It helps podcast climb the Bachelor reality TV recap charts, and it helps more people see the podcast. It really does help. And please subscribe and do everything else you need to do. I'm Mary Art, and thank you.